Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. All right, Psalm 3, kingdom living is battlefield living. Kingdom living is battlefield living. To live for God in this world where there's sin and darkness and evil and enemies of God, which we saw in Psalm 2, so this picks right up on Psalm 2, Kingdom living is battlefield living. There is a spiritual battle that you are involved in, that I am involved in as a child of God. Psalm 3, beginning in verse 1. This is a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. O Lord, how many are my foes. Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there's no salvation for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me. My glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I woke again for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. You can go back and read the background to this. There was a plot against David led by his son Absalom. But I'm taking some of the principles here to apply it for us. That living as citizens of the kingdom of heaven puts us in a situation on earth where we are in a spiritual battlefield Quickly reviewing background of Psalms 1 and 2, three concepts have come to the surface. Number one, God's kingdom. Uh, Number two, that he establishes his kingdom through his son. And number three, what you have on earth are people. They're either going going to be the righteous by faith or wicked in rebellion. God's kingdom, of course, no matter what his enemies do, he establishes his kingdom. God's son, God's son is the one through whom he establishes his kingdom. And who am I going to be? Who are you going to be? A righteous child of God by faith, which leads to obedience, or a rebel that's still under God's judgment. That's the background. That's the context of Psalm 3. Kingdom living is battlefield living. Number one, that means God's enemies become your enemies. Enemies of God's kingdom become enemies of you. Verses 1 and 2. O Lord, how many are my foes. Key words, many and foes. Enemies, those who are against me. Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there's no salvation for him in God. Those who are at war with God's purposes. Because God anointed David king. God set David as king to rule and lead Israel. And now you have a plot against him. And for us, we can think about Satan as God's enemy. He's your enemy. To lay traps and plot schemes. To discourage you. To lead you away from God. To lead you away from holiness. To to cause all kinds of insecurities and sin within you. Satan, the kingdom of darkness in general in the, in the world around us. 
bombards us with lies and discouragements because enemies of God have become our enemies. But secondly, secondly, on the battlefield that is living for God, though God's enemies have become your enemies, the good news is God himself is your friend. God is your companion. God is your helper. God has made himself your friend by his grace. Verses 3 and 4. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Well, that's a great sermon, just those two verses. First of all, you see the metaphor, the imagery of a shield, which is the word that made me think of a battlefield. We're in a war, we're in a battle, and we need weapons to fight with, but we need something, armor, something else to protect us. God is our shield. There's no better shield to have in this battle. But then you look at verse 4, which is a great verse for teaching us how to pray and what prayer is really like. I cried aloud to the Lord. Don't be ashamed to cry aloud to the Lord. Take the time out in secret to cry aloud to the Lord. I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill, which ultimately is heaven. There's symbols of that on earth. In the Old Testament, it was the temple. But heaven is God's dwelling place. So, living for the kingdom of God, God's enemies have become our enemies. You've just got to own that. But the good news is God is our friend. He's our shield. He's our protector. We've got to live in that security. We've got to live in that assurance. God is with us and God is for us. Finally, God is your helper. God is your helper in the battle. And I've got, uh, this begins in verse 5, but I have four quick-hitting components under God as our helper. First of all, only God can sustain us in this battle. Verse 5, I lay down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. The Lord, here's the, here's the action verb, sustained. Only God can sustain us. Secondly, only God can has the power to quell our fears. This comes from verse 6. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. He's surrounded by enemies. He's surrounded by trouble. He's surrounded by danger. But he will not be afraid. And of course, the basis of that is God. God is the reason he's not afraid. Psalm 23 comes to mind. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Only God can quell our fears. And third, only God can save us. This comes from verse 7. Arise, O Lord. I love this call for salvation. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God. For you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Victory can only be found in God. Salvation can only be found in God. Only God is strong enough. Only God can sustain us in the battle. Only God can quell our fears in the midst of the battle. Only God can save us and bring us to glory and bring us to heaven. And by his faithfulness and by his name, he absolutely will. Finally and fourth, only God is the one who's worthy to be our joy and our song. Only God is the one who's worthy to be praised. He alone should be our joy and our song. This comes from the closing verse, verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing 
be on your people. So it starts with a profession. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And it ends with a prayer. Your blessing be upon your people. And that's, friends, at the end of the day, that is the only blessing we need. There are many, 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 many other blessings that God gives us in His goodness and kindness. Amen? But this is the blessing that we need. God Himself. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Father, we ask that you will help us in our struggle against sin. We pray that you would help us in our struggle and fight against temptation, that we would flee temptation and run to Christ and rest in Him and His goodness and His power. Father, we ask for your help. We cannot do this on our own. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.